enchanté. Hey, Whitey Tidies, welcome back to the Two Tight Ends podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Neil, and I got my co-host, Connor, with me. Hey, what's going on, boys? And a very special guest. We actually have my good buddy, Connor Mathis, joining us today. Connor, how is it? I'm or doing how well. Are you? I'm, I'm awesome. doing well. Awesome. So, um, guys, I just have to mention real quick. Um, I'm going to name one of you Connor and one of you other Connor, and then I'll let you decide in your own minds who you think you are. Um, I am first string Connor. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think we've, we went over this. I've always been JV Connor in any situation. Of course, of course. Um, so, yeah, this won't get confusing at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's been a good week, guys. So uh, we actually just wanted to start it off real quick with the – sort of a new segment we wanted to try out uh just kind of giving a little weekly recap if there's something funny happening in our lives or something a little story time i guess right um so connor Koo, jv connor you got something for us yes yes i do thanks coach thanks for putting me in i'm, I'm just happy to be here <laughs> so uh this actually this isn't a personal story uh maybe something funny will happen to me next week but uh no my life's not that interesting so nothing really great is happening um aren't you having but- a kid yeah, but, you know, <laughs> anyway, but <laughs> so this is actually a headline that comes from CNN this past week mm-hmm. that a uh, drugs were recalled after, quote unquote, mix up packages, depression medication and erectile dysfunction drug together. Oh, dear. And all I'm going to say is, aren't they about the same? <laughs> I mean, one, both are going to make you happy. Either way, you're getting a good fix, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, either way, like. I mean, what's there to, maybe you can't score wood, about. but now you got an upper. Or, hey, maybe you can't get wood, or maybe you can't, uh, maybe you're a little sad, but now you got a boner, so you're probably a little happy, right? <laughs> Unless you have nothing to do with that boner. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> then you're just sad again. That's true. Okay, I so I do, I do have one other thing, though, because this, mm-hmm. I, you know what? Let's get, this really grinds my gears. This is what oh, I yeah. hate. This know. is one of the things I hate the most is when people tweet about their kids doing stuff that I just don't believe. And Oh, I, I think it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So this, this also comes from the same source, but it's a tweet that says, my teen daughter just asked me if Latinx is a race or ethnicity. I told her to read chapter seven of my book, Race and Racisms, so we can have an informed discussion. And I, and I thought immediately, A, no, she fucking didn't. Or B, if she did, and that's actually what you said to her, she hates you now because you gave her homework. That was like, just a, That's just a plug. You're just plugging your own book online yeah, pretty much that's all that is did, did you ever see the tweets of like it's similar line of that but it's like someone brings up like their toddler like saw the news and then made this massive informative like college level yeah. Yeah. about racism it's it feels like that's becoming more and more of a trend of like oh yes yeah. my five-year-old understands uh understands the uh, marxism justices of this uh <laughs> of this country and no it's common <laughs> It's tot- it totally is, and I mean, I it's the biggest part of that is everyone just they'll do anything to get internet famous. I don't know why that's a thing now, but mm-hmm. I mean, I do. It's because people want like the quote unquote easy way of like getting money or getting like some notoriety, and it's through the internet. But 
yeah, I just don't get it. I was actually talking with uh, one of my coworkers this week about that because I I pulled up this video while we were having a having a discussion about something, and it was a girl who she walks in while her which I, it looked like this was most likely staged, but I couldn't. I I don't know. Part of me couldn't tell. Part of me was like whatever. But anyway, he was playing two K on his PS Four. Walks in, just unplugs it and smashes it like she's super pissed about that. something. Walks away and then comes back in with a PS Five and then he's like all jumping up and down and happy. I would have been like, bitch, what the fuck did you just do? I could have sold that. Why would you exactly. do that? Like, are you mentally it's, insane? It's because it's fake. It's so annoying. But yeah, I saw that and it's just like. If my girlfriend that did that to me, dude, yeah, I'd be like, okay, thanks for the PS5, but what the hell are you doing? <laughs> exactly like that. That was the most else, insane like, thing you could have done. If for nothing else, you're going to make me lose my progress in the game. Like, jeez, I can't get exactly. the PS5. <laughs> I'm never getting my it. park back, man. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> dude, I know. I, I saw that. It, it, it Just everything on the internet's fake. Everything's yeah. fake. I hate it. So, um. Well, yeah, thanks for that, Connor. And, hey, let's get right into some sports news. Um, hail to the Redskins. That deserves a dollar in the bucket. Let's go, dude. <laughs> okay, they beat the Steelers. They crushed them. They didn't crush them. But um, I think only only people in Washington believed, I feel like. Washington did it. They beat the Steelers, the undefeated Steelers, somehow, some way. It was beautiful. Um I don't know, guys. I'll let you talk about it because I'll, I'll just go on gushing about it forever. Uh, yeah, go our words, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I, I was as a as a Dolphins fan, I was very happy with that because now we don't. Have, I don't have to hear about the Steelers how they're going to beat my uh, Dolphins' perfect season. The Steelers are now angry going into next into next week playing Buffalo, which I really need them to win for the sake of Miami's playoff hopes. So all around, great day for me. Also, we got to uh, we also got to shit on Zach for about you know forty five minutes to an hour yeah. to two hours on <laughs> the Steelers oh, blowing it to the uh, the the team that usually gets smacked. So very good day. <laughs> the the team yeah, that will not be named. The team that will not be named. <laughs> will not be named. <laughs> Ever it will never be named. Apparently, oh my it's god, strongly in the running for next mm-hmm. season as well. Exactly. Well, I I just want to say. Um, as bad as this season has been, the football team is actually like fun to watch now. As far as like, they're they they look like they're actually trying in games, which <laughs> which Ron is Rivera nice effect. for a change. Exactly, Riverboat Ron. So I'm proud of them. Um, and we're in the playoff hunt, which is insane. Like I know technically we've been in the playoff hunt for most of the season. Because well, the NFC yeah. East is a I was gonna you know, say, hold on, show. hold on, hold on, hold well, on. No, NFC East playoff hunt. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, wait a minute. I know, but but like it didn't like I never even thought we had a chance even to win this shitty shitty division. Yeah. Probably until now, until they beat the Steelers. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, let's go. Let's go. Our words. Um. So a couple of weeks ago, uh, we brought up uh, a gentleman that plays for the Dolphins. And we yeah. really butchered his name, didn't we, uh, uh, Mathis? So this is really the whole reason we brought you in. So we'll just we'll <laughs> let you we'll let you ch- fix our pronunciation of of Tua's name, and then we'll just send you on your way. Okay. Uh, I can I can I can give you the his full first name because I've been practicing this for days. <laughs> okay. I know his last name. His full first name is Tuan Igamanola Lepola Tungavailoa. Oh, that's his, that's his wow. Tongavailoa? 
Tonga Vailoa is the last name. Okay, yeah. all right. Tonga Vailoa. Okay, I Tunga think I Vailoa. can that. Tonga Vailoa. I think I add like an extra syllable in there. Tonga, Tonga Vailoa. Tonga Vailoa. Yep. Nope. Yeah, you had you had an extra like A in there. Yeah, like You made him. You made him tonga, and then a uh, and then a stringed instrument there at the end. <laughs> tonga viola. Yeah, that's what it is. Viola. That's what. That's where yeah. he adds it. Tonga viola. Okay. Well, yep. I, yeah, I think I won't make you pronounce. You know, don't bring up his first name because that 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 takes days, yeah. months, years of practice. There. <laughs> so Just do it, <laughs> So uh, JV Connor, uh, I think we should clip that. What he just like him pronouncing it, and we'll just insert that anytime we want to try to pronounce his name. Perfect. Yep, I agree. All right, that's a win, right. that's a winning formula right there. <laughs> that's you know, it's Think- funny that you're saying you were practicing that for like days because I had a I had a friend in high school who his dad lived in Hawaii for a little while, so it had like some super special meaning to him, and uh, so all of the kids middle even though they're like straight white, all the kids middle names were all Hawaiian. And uh, <laughs> I remember it's. I, I decided to make it like my mission as soon as I figured out his middle name was Hawaiian to like learn it by heart. I still know it's Keikoa Kanakahana. Oh, that's but beautiful. it was just funny because it was like what? his name was Jordan Keikoa Kanakahana, and then I won't dox him, so it was his last name, but it was a white name. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> Smith. <laughs> yeah, Smith. Yeah, exactly. BYU. <laughs> BYU. Dan Smith. BYU. <laughs> Uh, all right, so yeah, real Connor. Uh, we don't need you anymore. See you later. Have a good night. <laughs> I'm the fake Connor now, not just JV <laughs> yeah. Connor. I'm the Connor that doesn't <laughs> not exist. Even J- <laughs> I miss the old not even Connor. JV anymore. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, speaking of a- the AFC, um, we talked about the Browns last week, how nobody really cared about them and they were eight and three. Well, they won the game against the Titans last week. Now they're nine and three. They're vying for a playoff position. They're vying for the number one seed in the uh, in the what are they AFC North? Um, mm-hmm. Man, yeah, they're this is their first winning season since two thousand seven, which is insane. <laughs> you know what? I w- you know what I just thought of I'm going to look this up, but I'll, I will give anyone a shiny nickel who can name who the quarterback was in two thousand seven. Uh, was there only one? I don't know. We're gonna find there, out. There, I think there was only one. Uh, 2007. Let's see. Okay, so there were there. <laughs> so I okay, let's this. work backwards. Brady Quinn was 2010, oh. right? So okay. yeah, 2009, 2010. So before Brady Quinn. Neil, you remember? You'll remember this player from Madden. I'm gonna let you go for it because who's I had looked it up beforehand. Who's so? So you did have Brady Quinn was technically on the team at that point. But he was uh, backup at this point. Yeah, the, oh. 2007 was his first year with the Browns. Okay, Brady Quinn. Okay, so he was a backup. Who is? Oh my gosh, I am blanking. Um, I feel like it's. I never would have gotten this if I didn't look it up. You know he's what? A, Just he's a man. Neil is a man favorite. I'll give you some hands. Okay. Man favorite. You probably don't know him from the Browns. Okay. You would know him from another crappy team that you know elite that kind of turned it around. But another crappy team. Okay. Uh, and he was a he was a featured backup on uh, another another NFC team that one of that one of our uh, friends uh, roots for. Another NFC team backup L- liner. No. 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 Close though. No. Um. Uh. Who's the other? Not liner. Um. 
Let's see. All right, I'll give some more hints based on his Wikipedia. So he <laughs> played 14 seasons in the NFL. Jeez. He was drafted by the, the Ravens. Know this. He was drafted by the Ravens, the Ravens in 2005. Uh, let's see. He played for Oregon State. No, that doesn't help. Let's see. Okay, so here's the teams he played for that oh, may, may give you. Some <laughs> if help. I don't so get it played, up to this, so he played right. for the Ravens, obviously because he was drafted by them, and then okay. he played for the Browns next. Okay. Cardinals, and then was a backup on the Panthers, and then the Bills was his last team. Was his last team, dude? I am blanking right now. I feel like I should know this. You want to? You want to give it to him, Mathis? Yeah, give it to me. Derek Anderson. Oh, I should have known that. <laughs> wow. Now, now, Neil, double or nothing if you can name me their starting running back and starting wide receiver. In 2007? Oh, shit. Yep. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. I, the, the, the running back you should absolutely know. Oh, man. Um, Especially counting all the hours of man we, we logged. Like, this, this, you have to know this running back. 2007... Um, wide receiver. Yeah, I feel like that would be harder. Um, I can give you a hint about the wide receiver. Okay, go ahead. That was on to play for the Jets and has a famous drink and has a famous uh, DUI problem. (laughs) Um, that's their starting wide receiver. Famous DUI problem. Oh, geez. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get this. Okay, so. The Browns was it? Oh, was it? Um. Oh, oh. What was his name? Uh. Uh. Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis was the running back. Yeah. Good. Ooh, okay. Wide receiver though. Wide receiver DUI problem. I'm blanking. I'm not sure. I don't think I. Connor, you have a guess. Oh, I already looked it up. So go ahead. Oh, okay. Braylon <laughs> Edwards, Neil. Braylon oh, Edwards. the DUI. Yep. Okay. 2007 was too long ago. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Cal Winslow uh, the second. Uh, oh, second. my favorite tight end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeesh. Uh, oh, oh, I, I meant the first one, the first Cal Winslow. That's the one I like. Not the. Uh, I certainly hope so. Not the yeah, rapist. Honestly, <laughs> honestly, you're right. 2007 was way too long ago because when we were like, "Who's the starting quarterback?" I was like, "Well, I'll look it up." And I honestly thought it was gonna be closer to like the Johnny Manziel area era, and I was like way off. Like, oh it, no, that was, was Manziel, that was like 2010, 2011, maybe it was twenty twelve even actually 2012 or twenty thirteen. Yeah, it's it's all starting to run, I actually, run, like run together. I actually just saw a clip of Manziel on um, Mike Studs podcast. Mike Studs, a white rapper. I don't know if you guys know him. Um, no. He looks like nope. a, a white rapper, but um. Anyways, he was. I, I saw a clip and and Manziel kind of just like laid it all on the table and was like, yeah, like looking back, I kind of like regret how I like acted on the Browns and everything. And like, if you if you like look at people's criticisms of me, like that was all valid. Like it I, again, he didn't say exactly that stuff, but he was kind of admitting fault at like how he wow. how he how he did it. It was pretty interesting. Only took him eight years to grow up. Proud of you, John. Yeah, pretty much. And, get, and getting cut from the worst team in the CFL, so yeah. you know, that'll do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, so Speaking big of news. the worst team. Oh. <laughs> yep. who, is the, who is the worst team in the uh, CFL? Is that what you asked? No, 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 he said speaking of the worst I team. I said speaking of the worst team. Oh. Uh, I thought this was pretty interesting news that came through with uh, breaking news out of the Jets camp. 
Chet's fire defensive coordinator, and yet Adam Gase still has a job. Can you guys explain yeah. this to me? No. Well, <laughs> I can explain the firing. I can't explain why Adam Gase still has a job. Um, I, like, I but, mean, the the crazy thing to me is I understand they lost to the Raiders it wasn't on, like, a Hail Mary pass. And so they, they Well, it wasn't even really – I mean, it technically was because, like, ending. But – so I don't know if you saw – I don't know if you saw JV Connor. Um, it was like fourth and something with you know they're down five points or something. Yeah, the Raiders yeah. and they're at like the I don't know forty or fifty yard line, right? Right. So Greg Williams, the guy who got fired, he calls a cover zero. So he called an all out blitz, and the the and the Raiders wide receiver was it Rugs? He just blew past his his man. But you're for, you're right. forgetting about the fact that it was a rookie cornerback on. One of the fastest yeah. wide receivers in the game. Yeah, it was ridiculous. You know what is interesting? So I actually watched um, the Pat McAfee show. Shout out, Pat. Um, and they he brought on Darius Butler, uh, a former cornerback. And and he has a, a different co-host too, Clay uh, – not Clay Matthews, Jesus, A.J. Hawk. Um, oh, and they AJ both Hawk. were talking about – they both were talking about how a veteran guy like – like AJ Hawk, like a veteran linebacker, if he gets that call in in the huddle at that situation, he would have checked out of it immediately. Like he's not doing that. That was the stupidest call. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just interesting, like also how young the Jets' uh, defense is and everything. Like nobody, nobody was accounted for. They just did exactly what they were told, and it was terrible. Do you think that if Jamal Adams was still there, he he would have covered it? Yeah, yeah, he would have. He would have got it. On that all blitz, he would have been one of the one of the poor saps having to rush the quarterback there. No, 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 uh, varsity Connor, you don't understand. He's so fast; he would have made it back in oh, time. Geez. Don't worry. <laughs> he would have he would have gotten to the quarterback and gotten back. Yeah, I'm, I'm detecting some well, bitterness. What does he there. get traded for? A first rounder? <laughs> yeah, he got traded for peanuts yeah. pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so the dumpster fire continues. Uh, do we think? <laughs> Do you, do we think the Jets are going to win one game? Anybody? No, this was their mm, best bet. Yeah, I don't think so anymore. What's their yeah, schedule look like? This was their like? best bet. They've got the Patriots as their last game. Oof. Well, yeah. that's that's that maybe. maybe I mean, they're... last the last I mean, game Bel- the Patriots was actually uh was a back and forth, wasn't it? Yeah, but that was also in New York. But Belichick could be playing 40 chess and be like, I'm going to purposely lose to the Jets so they don't get Trevor Lawrence so the Jacksonville Jaguars get him so I don't have to play Tua and Trevor Lawrence and Josh Allen in my division before I retire. Oh, man. The Jets' remaining games are the Seahawks, the Rams, and the, the Browns, and then the Patriots. Yeah, um, no way. Maybe they beat the, Maybe they stumble into a win against the Browns. I don't know, though. Yeah, Browns brown it up. Hey, crazier things has ha- have happened. I mean, the R words did just beat the Steelers, so I, mm, that's true. That is true. Jets are such a mess. I knew, I knew after the Dolphins beat them with like Ryan Fitzpatrick, like twenty-four. The thing is like twenty-four to zero, and they didn't fire on the game. I'm like, nope, they're just gonna stick it out with him, and they're gonna continue to suffer. <laughs> Makes no sense. No sense at all. None at all. Um, so it says here on our list that Bill Cowher is interested in the Jets head coaching job. Now, oh, wait, do we have a quote from him exactly or no? No. And there's, there's literally been no follow up on that statement. It just said that he something about <laughs> he expressed interest or something uh-huh. about like head coach, like about 
coaching the Jets as the head coach. But at the same time, he said interested in Jets head coach job like it was open. <laughs> I think he's just preemptively <laughs> guessing that it's going to be open. It at the will end of the be season. open very soon. Yeah. And possibly the GM position along with it. Yeah. Um, that's just, I don't know. Maybe also, maybe he was talking about in general, like, yeah, head coaching job is good in the NFL. Sure. The Jets. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I mean, it's been a while since we've had a good uh, cower coming back to coaching rumor. I mean, I think he took last season off. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for this annual offseason tradition to continue. <laughs> off of the rumors. Yeah, he hasn't coached in years. It's been a long time. He hasn't time. coached since winning the Super Bowl with the Steelers and against the, against Seattle. I think that was his last game. That's crazy. That is crazy. Um, we're going to do something crazy for uh this podcast and we're gonna do our monday night football picks right now and not right before we end the oh um, for the end no no <laughs> we're responsible now yeah, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh so the the line right now the monday night football game is with the ravens versus browns the line right now is in favor of the ravens at two and a half um you know what i'm gonna pick first because screw connor jv connor Go for it. um I'm going to pick the Browns in this one. A little crazy. I don't well, know. They're kind of hot right now. I was Let's actually going to pick the Browns because I was convinced you were going to pick the Ravens. So I'll go oh. for the Ravens just to make oh. it interesting because the next two weeks, I don't think we're going to have very interesting picks. So I think this is like the deciding factor <laughs> whether or not we we win or lose. That's true. Um, what's interesting about this game, I mean, this is playoff implications, you know, division uh, the standings here. This is this should be a good one. Ravens, are they back? I mean, it was just the Cowboys that they beat last week, so probably not back. <laughs> hey, hey, that's America's team you're talking about. I, I screw them. They suck. <laughs> I'm so this is even like, dude, dude, the the football team could be oh, and you know, just like the Jets this year, and it would still be a good year because the Cowboys suck. <laughs> you're not even so. putting on the qualifier of you beating them. You just they just have. I mean, they have to just suck. <laughs> No, 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 no. I don't care that we beat them. <laughs> I just want them to be down. Kick them Hey, we down. them boys, fool. Uh, how dare you? So, <laughs> hey, fool. Hey, fool, go, we them boys. Go, go Cowboys, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, wait, who are you Who are you doing an impression of there? Uh, that's your brother, right? <laughs> yeah, that's my brother. Uh, so, Mathis, so Varsity Connor, who would you pick in this, uh, in this situation? I'm actually... Going Browns in our even in our uh, ESPN pick'em, I just think they do everything you need to do to stop the Ravens, and Greg Roman is ridiculously predictable on offense. I think the Browns have a good enough uh, rush defense; they can put some pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And with Greg Ro- right and with uh, Greg Roman only running one receiver out at a time, I mean it can't be that hard. <laughs> I think. And if there was ever a year for the Browns to do it, this is this is it. I mean, this is their year, baby. Honestly, uh, I was gonna pick the Browns, but I just think we need to make it interesting. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's why I wanted to go first too. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Because <laughs> I would probably would have done the same in the the reverse situation. Um, dick. Whatever. Perfect. Um. Yeah. Right on. Let's do it. Monday night. It's crazy. Feels weird doing it that early. Yeah. It just doesn't feel natural. But you know what does feel natural? Eating sushi off a woman. Doesn't that just feel natural? Yes. So this news came out. I and I don't know why this was an ESPN headline, but apparently it was. It came to my phone. But the UNLV quarterback 
apologized for eating sushi off of a model. I guess because he was featured on a Below Deck an episode of Below Deck, which if you don't know what that is, it's a Bravo show about people that work on uh, super yachts. They have a couple. They have like a spinoff too. That's like Below Deck Mediterranean. So there's one that follows this one captain and boat or whatever that goes around uh, one area of the world and one that specifically sticks to like the Mediterranean. Um, but yeah, I saw that and my first thought was, uh, why are you apologizing? Yeah. Go off, King. See, my first thought was, <laughs> who the hell is the UNLV quarterback? Why is why is this a story? Because I don't, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head what UNLV's record is, who they've played. <laughs> I didn't know that they were even having a season. I don't know how this became a story. <laughs> also, who's the model? Because that's important too. That is, and what is her at? I believe is what the kids say. Um, and has she done tasteful nudes? <laughs> these are all important questions curious curiosities that need to be answered yes yes we should have done more research for this uh podcast damn it yeah like it's true but we're here now. Well, yep so um i mean guys i had to flip the question to you would you eat sushi off a model um if my wife is listening no <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, I, I love you. I but I don't think she's listened to one episode. So, yes. if I was a young UNLV quarterback with nothing to lose, hell yes. <laughs> I love it. I will say, sushi is one of those things that I'm already like, it's got to be made like, it's got to be made right because, you know, it's raw fish and. You don't eat gas station sushi? Uh, no, no, I have not had that. <laughs> I've not experienced the sheer thrill. Of gas station sushi. <laughs> you, you haven't you haven't played E. coli Russian roulette. That's weird. If you only get E. coli from gas station sushi, I mean, you should be considered yourself lucky. <laughs> it's an easy sentence. Right I there. don't know. I don't know if I could do sushi off of off of anything other than a plate because I'd be so I'd be nervous about getting something that you're not supposed to. Also, know. I mean, could you? Oh, tell... she's a model. I'm sure she's clean. <laughs> well, here's my point. Could it's another you tell... human body is my issue here. Raw fish off of another <laughs> human body that just doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> I don't know if it if it smells like bad fish. Is it the fish or is it oh, the Jesus. model? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I'm retiring. Great segue there, Neil. Um, <laughs> so I would say I don't even like sushi. So, but I would still do it. You, the picky um, eater, is so, not, don't like sushi. I am. I am just floored. I know exactly, but I would a hundred percent. The guy do that it. eats bagel bites on a daily basis doesn't like sushi. That's weird. Uh, I've upgraded to pizza rolls, sir. What do you mean upgraded? Oh, bagel God. bites are great. No need for an upgrade. Although Neil, at least you've been consistent pizza, pizza since rolls. like sixth grade. I mean, bagel bites still a staple of your That's diet. True. No, no, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> bagel bites, hot dogs, and mac and cheese. That's what I live off of, baby. <laughs> You're forgetting the essential, the other essential food group, like fried chicken. Like, what are you doing? Fried chicken. Well, I mean, yeah, you throw some of that in there, but I'm just saying what I eat every day. Oh, of course. Yo, yeah. if I could, if I could talk about this for a second. Speaking of mac and cheese, so my favorite, one of my favorite snacks in the entire world is flaming hot Cheetos. And I don't know if you guys have seen, but flaming hot Cheetos slash Cheetos in general came out with their own mac and cheese. I've tried it. Is it good? What'd you think? I tried it too. I did not like it. I didn't either. It was it weird. Was... Like. It had to me. It had like zero flavor and was just hot. Yeah, yeah. So, well, yeah. Even the flavor though, it was it was like bad and weird. But then, yeah. the, 
the problem I had is that I'm a piece of shit and <laughs> and ate the and, whole thing like I did. No, 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 no. I, I refrain. But you know the, the they. <laughs> I still ate the whole bowl, so I I did not. <laughs> Remarkable. I couldn't. But the, the hot flavor that they had was like dead on with the hot Cheetos, like at the end, like the burn I got. And yeah, it made yeah, me, yeah. And it made just like hot Cheetos does. It makes me want to keep eating it, even though it's hot. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, "Ooh, it's that this is... MSG they got in there." But then I thought the... you were about to say, and just like flaming hot Cheetos, gave me fire diarrhea. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, my my <laughs> my diarrhea was red colored, but yeah. <laughs> Oh Jesus! No, okay. Seriously though, the mac oh, is that, wait, was is like, that? Do you guys think that could be blood? Because <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> yeah, that, I I had that a month ago, and it's still. <laughs> oh my god! I thought it was just still working its way through my system. <laughs> yeah, there's just some in my stomach. Yeah. Oh jeez. No, but it it was like a very odd color of red. Because I mean, with Cheetos, it's like. You know, it's just like ground up cornmeal that's stuck together, and then they put the the flaming hot dust over it or whatever. But mm-hmm. this was like a, a deep, like burning red. It was I don't know. It anyway, flaming hot Cheeto mac and cheese. Do not recommend. Four out no. of ten. Yeah, four out of ten. Yeah, I would agree. It was four it was ten. worth the novelty try, but not worth. Don't buy eating. more than one box. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, because you probably they sell them boxes. I thought it was in like those little Easy Mac things. <laughs> no, uh, no, it was it was one of like the craft like actual boxes of them. Yeah. Oh God, I only thought it was like, little the little basically like, <laughs> where, mac and cheese shots. Where will they oh, end? <laughs> when will it end? <laughs> uh, well, speaking of Dallas sucking guys, um, they actually got rescheduled because the NFL doesn't want them in a primetime game. <laughs> Weird. And it finally, it's been a it's been a while, but finally, uh, and so yeah, so they they got replaced by the um, who was it the oh jeez I should have had this up. Anybody know off the top of their head? I believe it is Browns Giants that they are that are be, they're being replaced by. So you don't completely escape the horrors of the NFC East. Uh, it's true. Um, actually, this yeah, yep. that's right because the. I think they finally. I think the media finally figured out, or at least the NFL finally figured out that the Browns are doing well this season. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, they're actually doing well, and, and oh, weird, Dallas is doing bad this season. Maybe we should, maybe we should switch those. Yeah, yeah, but it, I'm. It's pretty interesting. I'm so tired of suffering through uh, the Sunday night football uh, experience being only NFC East teams. It's 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 so it's so bad. <laughs> oh, Sunday night football's been terrible this year. Yeah, yeah. A lot of as soon blowouts. as I see who's playing, I'm usually checked out. I'm like, eh, all right, maybe I'll tune in. Yeah, there's a lot of blowouts too, but um, what's interesting is that they'll reschedule a game for ratings, but not if a if a team has uh, no quarterbacks available. <laughs> so that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like it's a business. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, yeah, it happens. It happens. What do you do? <laughs> the NFL's just trying to get as many games through before they have to uh, shut the deal with half down. these uh, half these. Uh, stadiums having uh, new covid restrictions and they all end up like the uh, 49ers having to relocate yeah they're in they're in glendale baby let's go uh speaking of teams relocating uh the rafters are in tampa bay we talked about it i believe last week they're they're playing out of tampa bay and they actually released a sort of alternate logo for their training camp 
uh, facility. And Connor, uh, Varsity Connor, have you seen this? Yes, I have. I absolutely love it. It's awesome. It's it's like the old classic raptor uh, raptor dinosaur, uh, and he's eating, you know, biting a palm tree. And I want merch. Like, where is the merch? I would like a complete rebrand. Yeah. for the season of the staff. Oh yeah, just for the J- season. A limited. JV Con- Connor likes it too. By the way, <laughs> I was getting there. JV uh, yeah, Connor, what do you think? <laughs> I already said I like it. Get move on. Okay, fine. We'll move on. Nobody <laughs> likes JV Connor. Sorry. <laughs> JV Connor doesn't even like JV Connor. Because <laughs> JV Connor knows knows the truth. No. Don't don't be too hard on him. He's at least one of the Connors that spells the name correctly. None of that ER nonsense. Oh, true. Ooh. I just want to. I, I want to get. I get physically like angry when I see an ER. Especially when people spell my name wrong. <laughs> An ER. Oh, yeah. What is the worst way that someone has spelled your name, uh, Connor? Because I, I have one I think that will uh, – I think that might take the take the cake. Probably. I. Uh, the worst I've seen is just ER. I don't think anyone's ever done like one N and an ER. That's like Coner, but I don't think anyone's ever done that <laughs> to me. Coner. Coon? Oh, yeah. I was in, in, in Southern Virginia. So I was at like a restaurant. I ordered something like to, uh, like a takeout thing. And someone spelled it C-O-N-E-R. I'm like, what? what with, backwards? with an L? No, like C-O-N-E-R. Oh, I heard, I heard an like, L. What? But yeah, that's pretty bad. I heard an L. I don't know. No, I don't think they put... If they put an L in there, I, I probably would have gotten physical. <laughs> you know. Bodied them a little bit. Who raised you? <laughs> exactly well i have a co- i have a question for coner um so you are uh, varsity connor you're a huge heat fan right mm-hmm. and there have been some rumors circulating about uh james harden and maybe going somewhere so as a heat fan would you welcome a james harden trade and there is a follow-up question and then like the b question to that is would you also welcome a trade if it included tyler hero please let me know no and no. Uh, the Heat have made it pretty clear they're going for Giannis next year. Mm-hmm. Um, and money-wise, bringing – well, first off, the problem with with James Harden, money. Right. Money-wise, if we get James Harden, I don't see a scenario where it's realistic that we get Giannis because Giannis is not going to leave Milwaukee for a pay cut. Like, I just don't see that happening. Right. Um, I mean, our cap, the, the Heat's cap situation next year, it is the, the only players that are on the books. You've got uh, Jimmy Butler for $36 million. You've got uh, Bam for $28 million. You've got Gorn for $19 million. Um, that's a lot. Those are your big – that's your that's your big three. Um, the, the, the good news with Gorn is that his contracts got bird years, so he, his figures can count against the cap without, you know, being that big penalty. Right. Um, but – I don't. If you add James Harden to that, there's just no money. Okay. For uh, for Giannis, uh, the other thing too is next year Kawhi could also opt out. So if, if the Heat miss on Giannis, you can go and grab uh, you can go and grab uh, Kawhi Leonard. Now uh, the other issue I would have with James Harden is I just don't think he's going to fit the, what the Heat are doing. James Harden famously does not. Famously, that was the play big, defense. That was he, a big question, yeah. I don't think he fits with kind of the culture they're, they've built down in Miami of where it's a lot of selfless play. Like when Jimmy Butler went on that ridiculous game against the Lakers in the finals, that was 
that was like one of the few times he's just completely taken over. Like it's not it's not the Jimmy Butler show every night. You know, some nights it's Goran going off, some nights it's Bam, some nights it's Tyler Hero. Right. It's a lot. The the team isn't really focused on one guy scoring and Harden plays a lot of iso ball, a lot of just dribble around, see what I can get. I don't think he fit the culture, mm-hmm. the culture that they're building there. And, the, and then just their future aspirations of getting a Giannis or a Kawhi Leonard, who I think would be better, not only better fits for the heat, but just are, in my opinion, higher up on the totem pole, uh, the NBA totem pole than James Harden is. Right, right. Now, yeah, that was the big thing. Like financially uh, speaking, aside, like Hulk, I I agree to culture fit. Now, let me play devil's advocate a little bit. So, I mean, in theory, couldn't you hide his terrible nah, you defense could. You, in you, that you, system? You technically could, right? I mean, there's enough there. And then you could, and then you know, if he buys in a little bit to pass a little more, but it's um. Not your- but yeah, I, I agree. I think he would just wreck everything. <laughs> everything like you were saying, the culture it's, it's that they just, built up. Like, like he would I don't think Uber, he's not like he's necessarily a buy into Westbrook that. type where he, you know, he has to have the ball the whole time. Because like, let's be honest, James Harden will get some assists here and there. It's just that his 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 scoring style is I'm gonna dribble out, I'm gonna take you one on one and I'm gonna either draw a foul or shoot a three and draw one of those stupid uh and one three pointers. Um but I, I just don't see that fitting with this team because in the playoffs when the Heat ran iso ball with just one guy on one guy, it usually mm-hmm. didn't work. And to bring going back to your point about uh, defense is well, if James Harden doesn't play defense, you know other guys can pick up the slack. But if you look at like how the Heat beat teams like Boston, they beat te- how they beat the Bucks. They didn't beat the Bucks because. Oh, they were just – it wasn't just that they were better shooting the ball, they were better on offense. It was that every person on that team was locking down their guy. Like, you would have Jay Crowder would go and he'd play he, – I think we can all agree, Jay Crowder is mm-hmm. not on Giannis's level, obviously. Um, but he would go and he'd play defense on Giannis. Or if he needed to, he'd shift over and play defense on Brooke Lopez. And all the guys would play would play defense. And that's one of the big reasons why they beat the Bucks and why they were able to beat the um, beat the Celtics and why they were able to steal a game from the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Is that defense is is one of the it's one of the key pieces of their identity. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's an excellent point that you bring up. Is that yeah, like a team like Boston who has so much length and so much scoring down down the roster, right? Like, yeah, yeah. That, that is a good point that with, you can't hide Harden in that situation. You wouldn't be able to. Now, the yeah. other thing is, though, Harden has the tools to be a good defender if he wanted to. So it's like, I don't know, if he, in a perfect world, if he buys in, he, it could actually work, but yeah, there for the number, the plethora of reasons you pointed out, I don't think it would work. Now, JV Connor, uh, did did you have anything to add to that? <laughs> I yeah, actually, kinda... I I do. Like, I among with or among along with everything you guys have said, like that I totally agree with. Um, my thing with him not fitting into this system is also a little bit of locker room chemistry and just team chemistry in general because. Harden's a bit of a diva now, honestly. I mean, before he was kind of like a grinder in a way, and and that's why I liked him. But I don't know. I feel like lately, more and more, he's become a little bit of a diva. And and I feel like Neil was it? You did you 
send me something or put something in our Discord. I can't remember exactly what it was, but um, it was something to the effect of like the reason why Harden wants out of uh, wants out of Houston and also why he's not okay with like I don't know where like basically where he's in up with stuff is because he's never been told no before. Yes. Because I think you said it was, but it's like Daryl Moore like just did whatever he wanted and, and he could get away with anything with D'Antoni. Like he hasn't been told no in like seven years. So yeah. Now, so now if he went to the Heat and where especially where they they've been very vocal about the fact that like they call each other on stuff, they all you know they work as like a cohesive unit. There's not people aren't out for themselves or whatever. Like. Like you said, everyone really bought into that system, and I I just don't see Harden buying into that system when he comes. Maybe eventually, but how many games do you need to lose, and how much team chemistry do you need to wreck before you get there? And that's it. No, yeah, you 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 brought it up. Can I mention this real quick? Uh, yeah, go ahead, Connor. Um, he yeah the the thing you brought up. So it's a it's a post on Reddit I found. Um, it's a quote from uh McMahon uh or uh McManon on the Windhorse podcast. Uh, so yeah, he says the first time Houston ever said no to James Harden was when he was asked to be traded to Brooklyn. Uh, I was speaking to a former Rocket staffer yesterday and he said, of course he's acting up. He's never heard the word no before. And then, yeah, they just mentioned like, yeah, they're not in a rush to trade him. They're not going to be trading him to the nets, at least right for now. And they, there aren't enough good offers for Harden right now because yeah, like they, they don't want to other teams. To A, fit the cap, and B, to get a superstar like Harden, you're going to have to give up another star or superstar, right? Mm-hmm. And no other team wants to do that, that like that he wants to go to at least, you know, like the right. Heat, like the the Heat don't want to give up like a Tyler Hero or a package of their young guys. You know, the, the Nets don't want to give up a Kyrie or KD. They just got him. Uh, you know, Philly might not want to give up Ben Simmons. So, yeah, uh, Varsity Connor. Yeah. yeah, I just – the other thing too is – I think that his that Harden's like what, what you said, Connor. Um, I think Harden's personality would rub Jimmy Butler the wrong way. I mean, if we look at mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler's last few stops, part of the reason he left was because there were certain players that it just didn't it didn't work out with. Um, and I think you know this the, the Heat team right now is Jimmy Butler's team it's J- it's Jimmy Butler's team they are Jimmy Butler clones and the the young players i just don't see how James Harden and Jimmy Butler get along for long enough to um to actually make it work and if you piss off Jimmy Butler Jimmy Butler's 36 million dollars against the cap and if he if it doesn't work at the heat who's going to take him that's my concern there right yeah. Well, and and also what the you know the whole knock against Butler before I, I think last season was that he was a he might be a bad teammate, right? But I think those rumors were coming out because right he holds everybody to that standard and it just works in Miami, right? But is Harden gonna be, take it well if Jimmy Butler's yelling at him for in practice or something for not taking it seriously enough? Like I <laughs> doubt it. Exactly. You know, so. you know what I was just thinking of? What if, what if in a world there was a team where Jimmy and Michael Jordan were on the same team? Because I feel I like Michael Jordan I don't think that was would very work. similar. I don't. I, I would just meant because I feel like Michael was very similar. So I wonder mm-hmm. if it would work in a way because them two would be like the dynamic duo of just keeping people accountable mm-hmm. and keeping people in it. Because that's what Michael did. Michael kept people accountable and was like, 
look, if you're not going to play up to the standard that I've set, then you can get the fuck out or you can mm-hmm. fight me or you can do whatever. Like I'm because I'm going to beat you every time. And not saying that not saying that uh Jimmy can uh I don't I'm not saying that not saying that Jimmy is able to uh basically outplay people like Michael and kind of like back up his 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 talk like Michael could but just I don't know very similar styles in that way yeah Connor uh I I think I would agree with like I think it might work with a Jordan and, and a Jimmy Butler situation but then again I feel like I feel like one or both of them kind of seem like the people that uh, are kind of like you know they have to be the top dog kind of when it comes to like you, yeah like you can't have two alphas basically right right and so I don't think it would work in maybe that sense but then again I mean the stories that everybody says like about like Kobe and Jordan is that like they don't care what you do as long as you win or you know that that crap so yeah, maybe sure. it would work I don't know um, but yeah I, I think that was interesting like like do some of these teams actually want Harden? Like the Heat, the that are being rumored, like the Heat or the Nets, or I'm I'm not too sure. I think the I think the best fit, like we talked about it last time, uh, JV Connor, the best fit still to me is if uh, the Philly like trades for Ben Simmons, and then like that seems like the best fit for me. Um, yeah, I, I mean I don't I don't hate that fit, and I think it mm-hmm. you know it kind of works out for all parties for the most part. Um, <clears throat> I mean I mean the reason that the only reason the Nets want him is because the Nets are just making crazy moves right now, but also and just shaking things up. But mm-hmm. everyone wants that death lineup. Everyone wants that Warriors death lineup that they were able to pull off. But that was like such a rare like rare occurrence. Right. And the rumors coming out of Brooklyn right now is that um the <laughs> the or no the rumors coming out of Houston is that the Rockets want to trade Harden for either Kyrie or KD, and that's just not going to happen. Oh yeah, no so, way. So yeah, that's interesting. Um, speaking of Kyrie, uh, he had some interesting. Um, so he he was fined this last week. He was fined. Um, let me pull it up real quick. He was fined twenty five k. Him and the Nets were fined twenty five k each for um, not talking to the media. And after he got fined, he actually posted it on Instagram a quote from Malcolm X. And then he said himself, I pray we utilize the fine money for marginalized communities in need, especially seeing where our world is presently. I am here for peace, love, and greatness, so stop distracting me and my team and appreciate the art. We've moved different over here. I do not talk to pawns. My attention is worth more. So, yeah, like Kyrie's coming out. He's not talking to media. And then he gets fined and he starts calling the the media pawns like this just is not a great look for him <laughs> bro i mean I'm, i said this before i said this to you guys in our discord but i really do, i just want i want uncle drew Kyrie back i'm so sick of like hippy dippy flat earther Kyrie. i'm i'm sick of him i'm done with him mm-hmm. like Kyrie was so fun to watch and such like i i loved watching him and i liked seeing what he had to say a lot of times because I, I did think he had like a cool perspective on things but now it's just getting to the point where it's like hey man you're the one that signed up to do this. You're the one that wanted to play basketball. So you've got to play the game. And you and part of the game is talking to the media. Mm-hmm. It's the part of the whole system. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing I have with Kyrie, right? He's done so, – I, I hate that he does, uses this as, a, as his defense. Like he has done so much good for, for his community, for social justice causes, for all these things. But – he throws it in your face and say, well, I don't need to do the media. I, I do all these nice things. I, I don't have to do it because 
because I've done all these gr- these wonderful things. Like that's not how this works. And this isn't even like. Uh, and I, I get some players don't like talking to the media, but if you're a player in that position and you don't like talking to media, there's nothing that says you have to give the media anything. You can be like Marshawn Lynch, and it can almost be kind of charming because at least Marshawn Lynch was honest with you. He's like. I just don't like doing it. Or do like what Kawhi Leonard does. Kawhi, do you think Kawhi likes going up in front of the media and talking? No. Oh, yeah. Total diva. Loves it. <laughs> <laughs> he he doesn't really he doesn't really like he doesn't really like it but he still goes out there and he even if he doesn't give you a soundbite he's giving you something i mean Kyrie if you don't like talking to the media take the Kawhi approach just give us give give media members the bare minimum nothing is saying you have to disclose state secrets you just gotta, you just gotta show up, man. You could, you could swear be, on this Bible. You could be, you can be Bill Belichick for the for the ten minutes of a media scrum and just be like, oh, you know, players play, coaches coach. I, that's this is what I do. You know, <laughs> yeah, the Greg Pop. You just gotta. You, that's all. That's all you gotta do. Like to sit here and whine about it and then say, oh, the media's pawns. When it's like. Buddy, you don't have a shoe deal if the media doesn't cover you like they did at Duke, in like they did in Cleveland. Like, there's yeah. If you don't want to, if you want to take the media out of the equation, cool. But just know that your career arc is probably a lot different if the if you didn't have that media attention. Yeah, let's let's also talk about the uh, YouTube very successful YouTube series in an endorsement deal with Pepsi Max. Oh, and a full length feature film. Yeah, yeah, the media had a little bit of a part in that, bud. Not just you. Like again, I understand. I really, I really do understand. There are like from working at like a newspaper, from from having covered Michigan State football. There are some players that just do not like talking to the media, and they give you Mm -hmm. coach speak like that. That's it's just the way it is. But they still talk to you. (laughs) They still know that it's part of the game. That you gotta you gotta do some things you don't like. In order to play, you know, if we're being real, a kids get a kids sport <laughs> at a professional or collegiate <laughs> level, like you gotta, <laughs> yeah, like that's actually that you just you just reminded me of one of my favorite moments in like NCAA history was when I think it was Baylor got knocked out of the tournament and it was kind of an upset, yeah, tor- and the. The, the media, I think, you, yeah, you know, where I'm going with this. Yep, the media yep. like, how do they out rebound you? And he's like, well, a rebound is when this happens it like ex- literally explains like the textbook <laughs> definition of a rebound and it's like and they got more of those than us exactly and you can do, <laughs> you can do that as a player and then it becomes f- it becomes funny that like sometimes yep. sometimes the guys who don't like talking to the press don't like talking to media will give you some of the best quotes because they're finding creative ways to get out of it yep mm-hmm. like how- yeah, i think you both you both said it you both hit it on the nail uh, the nail on the head there is that at the end of the day, unfortunately, whether you like the media or not, it's a business, and this is part of the business. If you want to be part of the business, you got to do it. You got to suck so, a little dick. Yeah, you got to suck mean, a little dick, and then get a little money, and then you're all good for the rest of your life, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, I, I also brought up, so Charles Barkley was talking about this on a radio show, and... Uh, he he's quoted as saying, you know, man, we're the luckiest dudes in the world. We make millions of dollars just playing a stupid game. And part of it is coming on the radio shows, talking to the press. They got jobs to do. Uh, he also says, but I think there's something wrong with Kyrie. I really mean that. And I feel bad because I don't think he's a bad kid. I just think he's never been around mature adults who told him how he was supposed to act. Jeez. 
which <laughs> it's kind of funny. I don't know about all of that. that. Come from Barkley, it is the guy who like famously like spit right. on somebody in a game, <laughs> talking about you don't know how to right. act. So the guy that sounds like Mushmouth on the the guy sounds like Mushmouth on the on regular. Hey, that's part of television. His, that's part of his appeal. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. That's part of his appeal. <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> Yeah, I it's gotta appeal I, to somebody. I, <laughs> I I agree. Like it's like like I said, it's a business man. You gotta unfortunately do it. Like, yeah, the media kind of stuff. Even for fans, the media is not great because they they usually ask the same questions and we usually get the same response from people. So yeah, like Connor was saying, like Varsity Connor was saying, uh, when they do when they say something different out of the norm, it's actually funny. It's usually good. Like we like that, right? Yeah. So, uh, Kyrie, come on. And you're gonna keep you're gonna keep getting fined over this. Like, really? Come on, come on, come on, guy, come on, guy, come on, come on guy. Um, real quick, the NBA actually uh, in, is instilling a new resting policy for the 2020-2021 uh, season. So, with teams prohibited from resting healthy players for any high-profile nationally televised game, and violate, violation could result in a fine of at least a hundred thousand dollars um i think this is a long time coming though like we've seen the resting thing uh happening for a while now and like people people don't love it right (laughs) well especially not in like covid era times too where there's packed houses like packed stadiums full of fans i mean imagine if you as a young fan and your dad or whatever you guys you know you scrapes money up you paid the like 70 plus dollars or whatever it may be to get not even the best seats to see, just to see your favorite player lebron james on the court and oh he's resting tonight he's not even on the floor well yeah like that's some bullshit well you know what this what, i think the reason why they enacted it this year is because i think we knew right off the bat with how quick of a turnaround the season the like when the finals ended to uh where we're at right now I think uh, we we saw this coming. Like we know that there are going to be games where, especially uh, teams to watch, like the Heat, the Heat and the Lakers. I would not be shocked if they're non nationally televised games. You'll see a lot of players resting just because they were, you know, they were they went the deepest into the playoffs. They're going to have a lot more of the wear and tear. So I I, I get it. I actually think this is a fair, a fairly reasonable compromise. Mm-hmm. Of hey, if you're on national TV. You don't rest. You, you don't rest unless you're hurt. If you're not on national TV, go for it. I think that's a that's a very reasonable mm-hmm. compromise. I think it's a it's a good compromise for fans. You get to see the people. Uh, you get to see people you want when it's a nationally televised game. If it's a regional, you might not get it all the time. But I mean, hey, that's part of the game. Uh, that's you know an 82 game season. Mm-hmm. This year, 72. Uh, it's just part of the, it's just part of the game. So I think they did. I think the NBA did a good job of kind of doing the, a, a balancing act between what the players want and need and what the fans kind of been asking for for the last couple of years. Yeah, I a hundred percent agree with that. Like it is, it is a balancing act, like you said, between this because yeah, the fans don't want to see you know people rest in every game, but but yeah, the the players want to rest a little bit. I think. Now again, I don't know exactly what I, I. I think there is a discussion to be had whether or not they would take this farther or should take it farther and make it like, oh, you can't rest. Uh, you can only rest for home games or something like that. I think there's a discussion there, but I do think this is a good first step. It again, this has been like 
this is a long time coming i feel like like resting really started like what the, it's you know it's four it, or five years ago it kind of yeah. it's kind of yeah, started it happening started with, so. load management like, uh, quote-unquote it kind of started with when lebron was um in in miami that uh dur- mm-hmm. well yeah that that I was talking about, yeah, the the yeah, actually formally, the, the actually, actually formally calling it wrestling yeah, and everything. But yeah, if you want to go back, yeah, yeah, um, but yeah, pretty interesting, uh, interesting move there. Uh, let's move right along to some oh, Paul George news. <laughs> oh uh, lord, actually, uh, I don't even, I, I don't even really want to bring up anything he said recently. I'm sure most people have seen the headlines. I just gotta yeah. say. I just got to say, man, like, can we, can we, I just don't care anymore. Like, I don't want to see any more Paul can George get, headlines. I, like, can he can just I get play? One ja- can I get one jab? <laughs> I don't know. Though? This man, this, this man comes out and says, I rehired the please, trainer please, for please. my MVP season. The dude hasn't won an MVP award. He finished like third behind Giannis and Harden the one year, unless he's talking about like in 2014 <laughs> where people were like, oh, it should be, uh, it should be Paul George's like, Paul, come on now. You know it's going to be LeBron. You know it's going to be prime LeBron on the Miami Heat. Are you kidding me? Like, your MVP trainer, buddy, you have not won an MVP. I know. That was pretty interesting. Like, he just keeps saying stuff, and I I just don't don't care anymore. I think it's going to blow up in the Clippers' face. I I I honestly think that this year... If they are not in the NBA Finals, I think Kawhi is going to see the writing on the wall and say they just signed this dude up for a what was it a five year max a five year max extension? It's like yeah, no, nah, I can't deal with this. I'm yeah. I'm going to pick somewhere a little more mm-hmm. stable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I kind of came to their defense when they got uh, you know, uh, beaten out of the playoffs this last year. Uh, you know, saying like, hey, guys, it was the first year and everything. But I 100% agree. Yeah, that was the first year, dude. If you're not doing it now, like, it, I think, yeah. Because uh, doesn't he have a player option to decline if he wanted to? Yeah, no, he has a player option next year. That's why next year's free agency is is, yeah. is, is massive a deal of importance. That's why the Lakers locked up LeBron because I believe LeBron so do you think opted it's out still a blow up too. Even if they lose, let's say they lose Game Seven in the conference finals to the Lakers, do you think it's still? Do you think it? Do you think it's finals I, or bust? I, I think it depends. I think it. I think it is. It's got to be finals or bust, or it's got to be a very, very competitive. Like Western they lose on a final, shot. Like, like they lose on one shot. If we look at Kawhi's you know, like. hit. Yeah, like that, like that kind of stuff, or like, oh, you, you were, you know, you're down, you lose by like mm-hmm. four, or you lose by five, something really like down to the wire. But like, look at Kawhi. I mean, after San Antonio, where San Antonio was where he was locked in that long term deal, it didn't work out for him because of you. We, there's a whole litany of reasons we can go into. But then from that point on, Kawhi kind of goes into it like, I want total, I want near total control of it. He goes to Toronto, he wins a championship. And he goes and he says, "Well, you know what? I I check championship another championship on my own off my box. Uh, I can go now to you know, mm-hmm. hometown team and try and try it out. Um, I think if they're not competitive, and I think especially if Paul George struggles in the playoffs again, I think Kawhi Leonard sees the writing on the wall and says, yeah, this this yeah. just isn't going to work the out.' Thing with, with Paul George, for me, is he's setting himself up for either like 
the one of the best comeback seasons or one of the greatest failures because by talking <laughs> all this shit on social media like he talks you know he's talking against doc he's talking against last season he's you know and all stuff saying oh I, I hired my trainer for my mvp season like he's just he's talking himself up so much that if he flops this season like it's over for him even though he just got signed like you said he just got signed to a five-year deal like but no one's gonna take him seriously but here and here's the other aspect of that too. Now is he is building this up. He's like, I'm coming back. I'm. Gonna, it's gonna be a revenge tour. It's gonna be all this great stuff. It's like, dude. Now you have to be yeah. at an all NBA level. If you are not, if you're not playing at your, you're not playing like you did in 2014 or in 2018. This season will be considered a failure. If you are not leading the Clippers in scoring, if you're not doing all these, maybe not leading them in scoring because yeah, yeah, they have Kawhi, yeah. but you get my, you get my point. If you're not like, if you're not one of the most dominant players in the game and if you're not if you're not showing up in those big games so yeah, you're gonna I, get I do killed. have to say this sorry really quick neil I just, I just have to say this as a little bit of an optimist though but can you imagine if he does show up and plays like he did in 2014 like he has an mvp type season like we're in for an oh, amazing yeah. year oh yeah if he actually shows up and, and is the same pg we've seen before like mm-hmm. that would be incredible yeah i just want exactly. to touch on like it, adding to both your points like yeah a mediocre season now is a failure right <laughs> like yeah. and it, it sucks for him but hey he, he dug his own grave right that's true yeah <laughs> he's got the shovel in hand right now currently <laughs> he's doing himself <laughs> no favors yep all right so moving on really quick i just had to ask varsity connor an important question. We we touched on an, an extremely important topic just a few weeks ago, and I need to get your take. Um, which NFL mm. player's butthole would you rather eat? And please As tell a guess us why. Please tell us why. Yes, and we oh, need your reasoning. God, <laughs> I would not want to eat any player's butthole. So that's that's a problem. If I but if you had to, to you know, but if you had oh, to, like gun to your head, head shoot yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, well. all the options so oh jeez hmm. mm-hmm. yeah would you would you think maybe a linebacker would you think maybe a wide receiver because they're a diva they might they you might keep it up you want a thought process here or are you just a dirty boy and you oh, want to go God, for a defensive lineman in, you won't want anyone in the trenches you won't want anyone over 250 pounds like good god <laughs> <laughs> oh, so maybe a I'm running a back you're kicker, thinking i'll be honest <laughs> you know what's funny? I don't think we thought about that. Yeah, I don't they think are so, players now, too, Colts, which people Colts forget. Kickers looking kind of nice. <laughs> <laughs> tiny, a tiny person, like geez, like. Oh, uh, I see, I see. Uh, Connor is what we call a Greek. You know, he likes those little little Phoenician <laughs> boys, right? A Greek. <laughs> he likes those little Phoenician boys. Oh, oh he's a God. he's a scholar, if you will, like a Socrates. <laughs> oh, good yeah. God! Exactly. Uh, I see. I see. Okay, Connor, I got you. A, All so- right. a Socrates. Y'all are that too is, much. Yes. Y'all are little boys fetch, prancing fetch, around. Fetch me my Harrison Butker, please. <laughs> oh my God! Oh, Y'all are it. too much. Y'all are too much. <laughs> that was a very important question, uh, JV. No, Connor, very thank important. You. Thank you very thank much. You. Uh, real quick, Mayweather is gonna fight Logan Paul. Yay! I guess. Uh, Give very me a hundred dollars on Floyd. <laughs> Give me all my money on Floyd. A hundred dollars uh, on Floyd. <laughs> that is stupid. I mean, 
I don't. Bro, I, hope, I don't. I understand. just hope he beats the shit out of Logan Paul. I hate the Paul brothers with a burning passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I agree should, with you. It'll it'll probably do really well pay per view though. So that's oh, that's something for him. Honestly, I, well, okay. And I saw. I think I sent you this too, Neil. Was I saw that Snoop Dogg wants to get in on commentating. If that's the case, this will be the highest grossing pay per view event of all time. It has <laughs> it to might, be. It might be. That was awesome. Yeah, I'm all for Snoop commenting more on. Uh, oh, hundred percent on fights but, and everything. Yeah. But like you, I mean, I don't know, Neil. You kind of brought up a good point because Logan Paul is definitely taller than Mayweather. Like he's Mayweather is bigger. Pretty, he's way he's bigger. bigger. Like he's definitely bigger, longer reach, and but like the thing is, Mayweather is one of the best defensive boxers of all time, according to Joe Rogan, who definitely knows his fighting. So yeah, no, like, I don't know. He shouldn't. Floyd's- Logan Paul. The only chance he has is if he gets a ringer, just uppercut or something, just like lands a really good one on Mayweather. He might. He might be able to knock him out. If he doesn't do that, dude, Mayweather is gonna gas him in the first few rounds, and he's just gonna pick him apart after that. Yeah, it's gonna be the rerun of the of the um, who'd he fight? Uh, McGregor, the McGregor fight. fight. Where he's just gonna he's gonna dance around for a couple of times, have yeah. him tire himself out, and then he's gonna deliver the death blow. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be gonna McGregor. Be it's going to be McGregor's that way worse because uh, Logan Paul is not on McGregor's level, but yeah. I, uh, and, McGregor, and McGregor objectively has like probably more stamina because you know he's a UFC fighter. Right. Yeah. Well, that's a, I, I said from the beginning, too, that I hope that McGregor or that Mayweather doesn't do what he did in the McGregor fight and kind of go easy on him in a way and just like try to gas him out. I just want him to go full force and just straight up kick the shit out of him from, the, from round one. I just mm. I need it. I need it in my life. I need Logan Paul to get a beat down. That would be great, but not for ratings, so I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know what's going to be really good for ratings is, is a Lifetime original Mimi movie. Uh, that So Lifetime is pairing up with KFC to make a movie, a love story, called A Recipe for Seduction, starring Mario Lopez as Colonel Sanders. Wow. Uh, I don't even know where to begin with this one. Uh, I didn't even know Mario Lopez still acted, to be honest with you. <laughs> he doesn't. He just hosts shows. Right. Exactly. So, it's, this so is, is this where is this where uh, Popeye says led KFC? They're this desperate. They can't make chicken good. <laughs> they can't make good chicken anymore. So this is what they're doing. They Have just heard, pretty, pretty much. I mean, this, you guys, this. you guys heard that they're trying to make a console, right? You guys heard that? No. What? They're trying to make God, a gaming s- console. Who KFC? KFC. Dude, KFC oh, needs man. to chill. They, Popeyes has also, them on the ropes. Popeyes has them on the ropes. I don't know if you've heard this. They've also already made a video game, and it's an it's an <laughs> anim, it's an anime a style uh, cooking game. Stop! Oh my! With gosh. a love story in there as well. Of course. It's, <laughs> it's Why very not? weird. Why not? Very Why weird. not, KFC? Just do whatever the fuck you want. You can just, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't even know anymore. I, I hate it here. I just don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> I hate it here. That's um, why when you said gun to my head, I said shoot me. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you still technically never answered, but it's fine. It's okay. I, said, I, said, kick, I said a kicker. Oh, Some yeah, that's kicker. your imagination. Any kicker. <laughs> Any kicker. Except for Janikowski. Too. I know he's retired, but I wouldn't take Janikowski. No, not Jankowski. He did not no. keep himself up in those Adam last Adam Vinatieri, because he just looks like he'll cuddle. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a little cuddly boy. <laughs> you want to cuddle afterwards, Connor? Oh, my God. I'm weak. <laughs> oh, my God. That's from Corona, not from us, right? 
<laughs> oh, oh. No, no, the, we've gotten over the weakness part. It's the, oh, okay. It's the, uh, it's the uh, you know, walking mm. less than a quarter mile and my lungs feeling on fire that we're still uh, dealing with. Oh, jeez. That sounds That's awful. Awesome. Uh, it's not fun. So, guys, uh, you guys really wanted to talk about The Mandalorian. And I told you, what, two days ago that I hadn't, I'd only seen one episode. So what I did was I binged the whole series in f- what less than forty eight hours? Forty eight hours? Um, Probably a little less. Yeah. So that was fun, uh, dude. Let's get right into the Mandalorian, um, Baby Yoda. Listen, okay, I have to say, the, Grogu, when the memes need... came out, uh, that's memes... Gro- that's Grogu, sir. That's Grogu. Right. We know now. Oh yeah. Oh, spoiler. Before we, spoiler. Yes, before we get into this, heavy spoilers ahead. We're gonna talk about the newest episode. Uh, if you don't like it. Yeah, skip ahead. We're gonna be. Oh, actually, we ahead. can't talk about the newest episode. I haven't even seen it. <gasps> oh Jesus! Oh, oh, I know. I'm sorry, I was busy, I was busy oh. last night. This is night. why. This is why you're JV, Connor. What? The <laughs> I know. I know, man. I'm okay. never getting off the bench. Well, well. Uh, okay. Well, then I'll try to talk in mo- more generalities. Then, okay. So Baby Yoda, um, who we know now is Grogu. Uh, he, I knew when the memes came out. Obviously, it looked cute and everything, right? But, dude, I didn't realize how actually cute he was. Is that weird to say? <laughs> like, they, I don't know. Everything wait, he wait. just does. We're saying, we're saying Varsity Connor's the Greek one? Hold on a minute. Listen, no. <laughs> I, I'm whatever a Greek equivalent is in Star Wars. That's what I am. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm just saying, uh, maybe Yoda be looking cute. Yo, you might be mm. having to, you might be having to edit that segment out there, Neil. You could get a lot of backlash <laughs> for that. Yeah, yeah. Mm, damn girl, you are fine, Grogu. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I don't know. It was I didn't realize. I guess how cute he was. Um, I do have to say though, real quick, the the Mandalorian is an interesting uh, sort of, I guess, what buddy cop movie <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Kind of thing. That's an interesting like, take. <laughs> like it's, it's a weird dynamic there with uh, with Baby Yoda and uh, the Mandalorian. Um, it's I do like the series. I actually do really like it. There are a few episodes here and there where I feel like Disney is really trying to toe this line between kind of dark and edgy, and then but still super cute and family friendly. And it's just it doesn't take for me very well. Is that what Disney always does? Yeah, but they're trying. I feel like they're trying to go more into the edgy category with this show a little bit more a little darker yeah, but weird. it just and so but so i guess it's more stark the comparison in this in this series um uh, but overall i mean great series like i was talking to connor varsity connor last night i love the soundtrack so much oh, oh yeah, yeah the soundtrack's soundtrack great amazing. And, and i mean most fans would agree that this this series is hands down carrying the franchise at this point oh, oh yeah you just yeah the the, the sequel trilogy Meh, at best. Yeah, meh at best. So this this is just fantastic. And the worst part of it, I don't know if you guys saw this, but the I can't remember her name, but the one that's in charge of Star Wars, right Kathleen now, Kennedy, like, films or something like that. Thank you. Ugh. That that <laughs> said it ugh. was so dis- so much ugh. disdain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're gonna get a Star and, Wars, uh, right? You're not gonna be ready the- for it. <laughs> <laughs> but the the worst part is she came out like not too long ago and said like well it's difficult to write a new thing for star wars because we don't have like books or comic books to go off of. like girl neither did george lucas 
That's the whole point. <laughs> Star Wars isn't based off a book. You know what the worst part is, though, too? Is that she blatantly lied when she said that. Like, there was a whole separate, like, universe of Star Wars comics, books, and everything before these sequel That's movies true. came out. Like, you don't have to copy and paste it, but, like, if... Favreau and uh, Dave Filoni have taught you anything yeah. is you can take pit, bits of that and throw it in and make something new and make something great. Like Mandalorian, mm. if nothing else, has made me so upset that John Favreau and Dave Filoni had not gotten the reins to Star Wars sooner because Yo. Mandalorian is everything that the sequel trilogy could be. We have brand new characters mixed in with enough of the nostalgia characters from the original mm-hmm. movies from the clone wars, clone wars. tv show yep. from the pre- even some from the pre- some stuff from like the prequels some stuff from the video games like i won't spoil i won't spoil the, the next episode to to this is just kind of a minor detail that i don't even know if neil would neil would recognize but there is a reference in the latest episode to the 2017 Star Wars Battlefront 2 video games campaign. It's an it's a one-off line, but it's there. Like, how hard is that? I I didn't even realize. How hard that. is that? <laughs> yeah, it's not hard. Well, and I even saw. So I saw something online too. I think it was I think it was a TikTok or something. I don't even know. But it was something I saw that the guy like this guy addressed that exact issue of like, oh, it's hard to make an original Star Wars story. He's like, okay, I've actually been thinking about this for a long time. And he went into like, what if we like go into, it doesn't, it's a, uh, I can't remember like what the time period is exactly, but it's a time period where like the Sith exist on like one planet and they're teaching like kids, you know, oh, they're, yeah. it's, been, it's like uh, Hitler Youth that's, essentially. Uh, that's the, from like the, the time of the, like Knights of the Old Republic. Are you, you, either you play those video yes. games Yes, I, I played yep. Knights of the that's, Old Republic. That's too, yeah. the that's what they're talking about. That I, that's like I think they call that the Old Republic era, something like that. But carry on, Connor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But well, no, you're, you're fine. That's that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. Is like he was talking about a TV series or even like a movie series where it's the Sith essentially like or like the, like following these kids living on a planet where like the dark side is the only thing that they know and that's the only thing that they're taught and they're actually tempted towards like the light side. And I was like, this is incredible. Where has this been? This would be an amazing series, exactly. an amazing movie. And yet, Kathleen Kennedy's over here like, it's hard to make an original story for Star Wars. Shut up. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Like, for the longest time, I was not on the uh, the traditional Star Wars fan, like Kathleen Kennedy hate train. But, like, because I, okay, I full disclosure, uh, Force Awakens to me was just was, was all right i i, I you know I, I i want to believe the aunt that it was good intention like oh yeah it's kind of like a new hope because we're gonna introduce people the same way that lucas introduced people i actually yeah. enjoyed last jedi which boo hiss whatever you want to do um and i liked <laughs> i liked kind of the direction they were going after that the last one i thought was the single most average star wars thing i've ever seen because it was just too people pleasing like instead of trying to forward the plot we had to make sure that the every single part of the of the of the angry star wars fandom had to be pleased we had to bring palpatine back we had to do the raylo garbage we had to do all these things to make sure we made everybody happy and there was no controversy and by trying to please everyone they please no one so 
I I haven't even seen the newest one yet, and it's because the other movies were so men. It's just like I'm not excited for it, so it's like, yeah, I don't really feel like I'm missing out. And yeah, especially now I, that you described it like that. I mean, I remember seeing when I saw Force Awakens in theaters. I thought it was the greatest thing ever because Star Wars was back. There was all these callbacks, but then like watching it again, I realized that's all it was was just like a bunch yeah. of nostalgia mm-hmm. thrown into a movie, and that's why I liked it originally. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I actually agree with you. I didn't. I didn't hate Last Jedi. I like everyone else. Like I thought Last Jedi was actually okay. Like at least it was like an original story. Okay, they brought Luke back. That's great. And like it's kind of cool to see a disdainful Luke rather than like a Yoda esque Luke. Like I really liked that aspect of it. But then yeah, I, I agree. Like with whatever what was it was, Skywalker Rises or whatever Rise it's called, of Skywalker. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, that one. That was the that yeah. I I don't know. Like I enjoyed it for what it was. But it definitely was not wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't my favorite movie ever. It was, and you're right. It was it was an average at best Star that, Wars that, movie. That, the other thing with that movie was it was it was a mess until about half, about half time of the uh, movie. It was a mess. Like it was tracking to be a bad movie until about the midway <laughs> point of the film, and then they were able to reel you back in and get it back to 500. But it was tracking to be terrible. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the coolest part of that movie was the fight with Rey against her dark side self who had, like, a hinge lightsaber. That was dope. Oh, yeah, that was, what, what was that, like, maybe two minutes? Not even. Not even a (laughs) two-minute fight with a double-bladed lightsaber. Come on. Yeah. But, like, bringing that back to Mando, like, just just from a storytelling standpoint, it's it's, it's night and day between those those two. Thanks. uh, I have to say thanks to Connor mathis for being on the episode uh we really appreciate your time and um where could they go follow you connor hey guys sorry for this weird break and cutout uh we had some trouble with our special guest connor mathis's audio the end we missed out on like 20 minutes unfortunately but we did want to still plug his twitter that he he wanted to on the show which is c underscore miami mathis and that is ma t-t-h-e-s so if you guys want to go follow him that'd be i'm sure he'd love it and uh yeah thanks again for him being on the show yeah um yeah and go follow all the the show's socials uh we're at two tight ends the two is uh the number two we're on youtube on uh, facebook instagram twitter all the good stuff uh that's where we post a lot about the show you can follow my uh, co-host at. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you can follow me at the Thrill Can Kill Five, and where can they follow you, Connor? You can follow me. Um, Instagram is probably the best place at Moco. It's M O C O dot C U D E. All right, and uh, so JV, what did we learn today? Uh, well, Neil, if there's anything we've learned today, it's one: how to pronounce Tonga Vailoa. And two, if you get a bunch of nerds together, they'll talk about Star Wars for way too long. <laughs> we probably could have done a whole other episode about it. Um, <laughs> again, thanks, thanks, Connor Mathis, for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, we'll thank see you, you guys. Yeah, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Got a big start, got a good heart. First, gotta say that, gotta think smart. Trying to make moves, breaking my wrist, getting those kills, getting assists. Looking at me, getting those deals. Yeah, I said no, off of 10 bills, 4 1 song, holy shit. But we good, gonna blow up quick.